0: This is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Hello and welcome to the show. You are listening to Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. I'm Deborah Howell, and today our guest is Jamie Mock, a registered dietitian-nutritionist at Long Beach Memorial, specializing in nutrition therapy for cancer, surgical, and cardiac patients. She holds a Bachelor of Science in Nutrition from Cal Poly State University, San Luis Obispo, and a Master of Science in Applied Physiology and Nutrition from Teacher College, Columbia University. Today's topic is diabetes and your diet. Ooh, sounds ominous. Welcome, Jamie.
1: Hi, good morning.
0: All right, let's dive in. When someone is diagnosed with diabetes, do they need to follow a special diet plan?
1: Well, Deborah, um, while there's no single diet for diabetes, um, individuals with diabetes should follow a meal plan to keep their blood sugars in control. Mm-hmm. So a diabetic meal plan is generally you know, a healthy diet that consists of like, fiber-rich fruits and vegetables, whole grains, nuts, beans, lean protein, and healthy fats. Um, So, you know, like a diabetic meal plan should be tailored to the individual, you know, Mm -hmm. considering their age, gender, physical activity, whether they're on medication or insulin, um, and also considering their weight goals.
0: So are there any foods that are absolutely completely off limits for people with diabetes, like maybe waffles with syrup and butter and bacon on top?
1: No, no, no. There, um, there actually is no food that is off-limits, per se. Um, the key is portion control. So okay. um, as long as food fits within an individual's meal plan, then, you know, it can It's definitely, you know, can be worked in. Um, however, um, not all carbohydrates, specifically, when we're looking at um, meal plans, are created equal. So it's better to choose, you know, the complex carbohydrates rather than the simple carbohydrates, Um because they're slower to raise blood sugars. So, for example, um, you know, if a meal plan for one meal is allowed 60 grams of carbohydrates, Mm -hmm. um, you know, technically that could equal two cups of fruit juice. Um, Or you can have, you know, a turkey sandwich on, you know, whole grain bread with your veggies and your mustard and light mayo. And you can also eat, you know, a cup of yogurt and even a small apple. And all those three foods are equal up to...
0: Sixty carbs. Wow, that's pretty. You know, so they
1: both contain the same amount. um, It's about how wisely you choose to, you know, quote unquote, spend them.
0: Right. It's almost like you wish each food just had the 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 amount of carbs you know notated on it before you eat it. Right. (laughs) That would be helpful. Maybe someone will develop that someday. Now, if if someone is overweight, does that mean they will automatically develop type two diabetes?
1: Well. Although over, being overweight um, does not uh, mean you will automatically develop type 2 diabetes, chances are greater um, because being overweight and um, or obese is a risk factor for diabetes as, um, along with family history or age and ethnicity. Um, so 80% of people with type 2 diabetes are overweight or obese.
0: When you say um, overweight, are you talking 20 pounds, 25?
1: Or- when I'm referring to overweight or obese, I'm actually um, referring to the um, BMI scale. Okay. Yeah. So, um, with using a BMI, um, if one is categorized in overweight or obese, approximately 80% um, of diabetics fall, type 2 diabetics fall into that range. Um, and considering that in the United States, about two thirds of U.S. adults are either overweight or obese. Um,
0: two thirds.
1: Two thirds of U.S. adults, yeah.
0: That just makes me want to cry, you know? It's yeah. it's so sad. Yeah. And and so much of it is portion. If you look at even I mean, let's just talk about, you know, it's not the best for you, but the nineteen fifties portion of a McDonald's hamburger, they're just tiny compared to today's mm-hmm. quarter pounders, you know, with double meat, et cetera, et cetera, Big et Mac, cetera.
1: Yeah.
0: So I guess that's pervasive throughout restaurants as well. And then of Absolutely. course there's the all you can eat buffet.
1: Absolutely, it's
0: a big danger.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, does eating too much sugar cause diabetes, or is that a myth?
1: So that's one of the oldest myths in the book. So just to clarify, in terms of type one diabetes, mm-hmm. the cause is genetic. Um, so the amount of sugar that one eats has no relationship to the cause um, of the development of type one. Uh-huh. Um, however, you know as we talked about before, being overweight or obese increases one's risk for developing type two. So, you know, generally a high caloric intake will cause weight gain um, and therefore increase one's risk for type 2. But there is research to show, there has been a lot of research on actually on the consumption of sugary drinks and um, the development of type 2 and so they've definitely found a link, um, which, you know, in general, but, you know, that's just one portion of the um, whole bigger picture of just excessive calorie intake and poor diet and, you know, excessive weight as well.
0: If somebody is diagnosed and then they just quit the sugary drinks, is there a way to reverse type 2 diabetes?
1: Well, not necessarily. Once you have been diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, you know, you've been, type, you've been diagnosed, but that's not to say that you cannot now, if you start to take oral medication, not have to rely on that and get off your oral medications if you make these lifestyle modifications and if you control your blood sugars, You can definitely bring your, you know, um, your blood sugars back into control. Okay. So, and, and cutting out, especially if, you know, these sugary drinks, you know, if you're used to drinking um, large amounts of uh, soda a day, and that's a big habit, and you cut all that out, that can make a huge difference and impact on your blood sugar.
0: Okay. Uh, you partially managed to uh, answer this a little bit earlier. If someone has diabetes, are they allowed to consume carbohydrates? You were talking about, you know, the wheat bread. and you know, So, are all carbohydrates bad?
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this earlier. Um, Yeah. So not all carbohydrates are created equal. Um, I always like to say that carbs often get a bad rap Um, um, and because when we hear about and think about, you know, carbohydrates, we think of like the unhealthy processed, refined foods, anything made with, you know, refined white flour, sugar, um, all the snacks, fried food. Mm -hmm. um, And often that is eaten in excess. Um, And, you know, we know that too much of anything is not good. Right. Um, So when it (laughs) comes to carbs, it's, it's about quality, too. And so, you know, the healthful carbs, like from the fruits and vegetables, your grains, beans, legumes, um, even like the low-fat and non-fat dairy foods, um, mm-hmm. they're all key components to a healthy diet. Okay. Because, you know, once we can make, and, you know, I mentioned that these are the complex carbohydrates because they contain the fiber and they retain the vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that are, um, you know, good for our health.
0: Right. Okay. Now, here's the biggie.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> alcohol,
0: alcohol, because you can be really good about your food diet, and then, whoops! Oh, let's just have uh, three glasses of wine. Absolutely, because for so some reason
1: it doesn't. <laughs> the rules don't apply sometimes, but they actually do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they actually do. We'd like to think they don't, but alcohol alcohol definitely does have an impact on our blood sugars, um, and it can cause low blood sugars soon in af- a diabetic soon after, um, you know, drinking, and up to 24 hours later. Uh, So it's really important for diabetics to check their blood sugars before, while, and that 24-hour period after drinking. Yeah. Um, You know, symptoms of hypoglycemia can mimic the signs of being drunk. So, you know, sleepiness, dizzy, you know, disorientation. Hmm. Um, So really moderation is key.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I have a friend who was recently diagnosed with diabetes, and she's completely cut sugar out of her diet because she wasn't. she's not going to give up her one glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Good idea not such a good um, idea.
1: Well, with her, a good idea to give up sugar, I mean, you know, the processed stuff, <clears throat> um, but in terms of giving up that glass, like one glass of wine is fine, um, but she should never drink on an empty stomach. Okay. So okay. It, your, your, you know, alcoholic beverage should never replace the meal, especially for diabetics because they're at risk okay. for, you know, get, um, going low on their blood sugars. Okay. So definitely tell her to keep that, that same meal plan and then just monitor, you know, her blood sugars a little bit more carefully when she's drinking. Okay. So how how
0: can people make time to prepare meals and manage their diet with such a busy schedule? You know, holidays are coming up. It's mm-hmm. crazy for some people. It's like one more thing they have to add to their day to figure out what to eat and how many carbs and blah, blah, blah.
1: Yes, yes. Um, well, The key is, I mean, everyone leads, you know, a busy schedule and we all have a lot of things going on. So the best way to, you know, um, get a hold of this is planning and getting into a routine. That's going to be key. Um, so for a diabetic, scheduling regular meal times and snacks and trying to prepare them ahead of time. Okay. Um, so going grocery shopping at the very beginning of the week, you know, having a set list of your go-tos, um. And I say just, you know, at the beginning of the week, if you can prepare multiple meals at once, you know, kill a few birds with one stone, you know, sure, and sure. then dividing them into the separate containers. Um, and that way, you know, you don't have to prepare a new meal every day. Right. Um, but that helps you get into a routine. And I think that a routine is key.
0: And then lastly, where can people go to find more tips like this on diabetes management?
1: Um, well, we actually um, here at Long Beach Memorial, we have a great diabetes program, mm-hmm. Um and so we, they, the diabetes program offers um, a monthly uh, support group, okay. and also um, education, an education program where you can meet with a dietitian. Um, and so there's more information I can give you. The uh, website, it's if you go to memorialcare.org/diabetes. Okay. Um, that's the department page for our diabetes program. Wonderful. Thank, thank you so
0: much, Jamie Mock, for spending time with us this afternoon. It's been so oh, great absolutely. to have you. I learned Thank a lot. So <laughs> okay, to listen to the podcast or for more info, as Jamie said, please visit memorialcare.org. That's memorialcare.org backslash, backslash, diabetes. I'm Deborah Howell. Join us again next time as we explore another weekly dose of wellness brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Have a fantastic day.